everyone. Welcome back to Glow Says Let's Talk Local. It's now season four, which I am calling Summer Popisodes. What does that mean? That means each show will be short and sweet. Well, at least I'm trying. Less than 20 minutes for the most part. Do you know, though, that there are loads of podcasts that record for 75 to 90 minutes on average? And then, of course, there are some that go on for hours. I actually think I'd love that. An hour and a half is the perfect amount of time to sit down and really get to know someone over a cup of coffee. You know what else summer episodes means? It means it's summertime. And if you're from around here, you know that Greater Vancouver is the best place to be when it's sunny. So while you're on your way to enjoying the beach, grabbing a coffee, walking the dog, going for a quick jog or waiting for the ferry, Let's find out a few things about these local creatives. Let's get started. Hello, welcome, Wilson Lee. Thank you for being here. I'm going to talk, I'm going to tell everyone a little bit about you. Um, Wilson Lee is a serial entrepreneur who has founded and operated many businesses, franchised them, and even had one acquired as well. Kind of a chain, I would say, right? You host a YouTube channel. You have a TV show called Secret Sauce. And you've won many awards, including but not limited to BC Business 30 Under 30 and Young Entrepreneur of the Year. Now, you can correct me if I'm wrong, you are the founder also of Profitable Restaurant Owner Academy. So you're not just a business owner, but you're a teacher and a mentor as well, I'm going to say. But your niche, though, is the food industry. Is that right? I'm sure I didn't say it all. <laughs> but you... Correct. Yes. 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 Okay. Why don't you tell sure, me a little sure. bit about yourself? Yeah. Well, I studied in Vancouver, did university at UBC. And after I graduated, I worked at Shaw Cable. So I took the plunge when I worked there for two years and then went into the business world. Okay. Well, I noticed that you are a psych major and I was going to ask you about that only because it sounds like you started your businesses before college though. Like you kind of ventured into the whole entrepreneur thing before college. Right, right. I I definitely was uh, an opportunist, right? I I really, uh, (laughs) I see opportunity in a lot of things. And that's why for me, it's a double-edged sword where it's a blessing in disguise at the same time where you see opportunities and you dive into it. And as an entrepreneur, that definitely is a double-edged sword because you do take a lot of action, but at the same time, you spread yourself very thin. So when I was young, I started, um, you know, these um, fruit stands with my best friend during the summer times. We would buy stuff in bulk, uh, rollerblades, uh, rollerblades actually back then, because we were really into rollerblading and, and, and hockey, actually, we were really into hockey. And so we buy a bunch of wheels because they're really expensive, buy like a hundred of them. And then we would sell them back out to our friends. And so then that way our wheels were completely for free. So, you know, we, we ventured into many different things. And especially because with my background in, in Hong Kong, that's where my family brought me from. I was able to see kind of like the two different cultural gaps. And there was a lot of opportunity back then because, hey, you know, what I'm seeing, what I'm exposed to in North America, it was not anywhere close to uh, what we were able to see. So definitely very, very fortunate and thankful that my parents provided me that kind of opportunity and allowing me to see multiple different cultures. Okay, interesting. Okay, so you're an opportunist as opposed to coming from a family of business or merchants or something like that. So that's not in your family. Okay. Well, my actually, funny enough that you said that, like my family yeah. has always been very, very supportive okay. of this whole journey. And like my my parents used to run their own 
suits. They used to make suits. Okay. Right? They like were, clothing. They, they, they were the clothing. Yeah. And I think like anyone, the, the culture within Hong Kong ha, has always been very, very opportunist. I, that's mm-hmm. how I feel. I feel mm-hmm. like everyone there is, that's really their focus and really front of mind. So for them, it was the same thing. Uh, they went to Korea and they bought a bunch of suits and then they went to retail it in Hong Kong as well. So that's mm. kind of where they started and which gave them the opportunity to provide a better future for me. More or less, I have that kind of culture that's uh-huh. somewhat baked in me that uh-huh. it's not like really the, the conventional way of, of approaching things. And to their credit, they have always been very, very supportive of, with everything that I do. Uh, and I'm super thankful because, you know, a lot uh-huh. of parents are they they would like squish down people's dreams uh-huh. uh, because dreams and not not for the not for any ill intent way but more so to provide a better future right uh-huh. but whereas my parents they really believed in in me and they really respected kind of whatever i wanted to do and believed that i have you know what i can make my own decisions right okay. so they never really like pushed me in any way uh, and, and supported me uh, with any decision that I made. So really, okay. really fortunate about that. Yeah. It's interesting in its fact that you took psychology and you didn't go to solder, you know, school of business. Funny story, because like with, with that, like I did have for me when I uh, during university, I had to work part time to make sure that I had enough money to pay for my tuition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was working at the bank. And the only reason why I was taking psych is because I couldn't get into solder. <laughs> uh, I, I tried for like two, three years to get in, but, um, you know, third year in, I, I went to talk to my counselor and I was just like, Hey, you know what, what more do I need to do in order for me to get in? And she was just like, Hey, you know what? You might as well just do psych because it's the easiest on top of that one more year and you're graduating. So mm. like, I'm like, Oh crap. Like I might as well just finish it up. So <laughs> that was that. Yeah. So it's not really by choice. It was just more so by default that I fell into that. But don't you go there now and give talks and lectures? Is that cool? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting to see back. And, and, and for me, it, it's a, a really big piece of my value to be able to give back because mm-hmm. when I first started on my whole journey, it, and, and as cliche as it sounds, it, it really is the truth. And I remember I was really inspired during my last year of university. I attended a seminar by this guy who was sharing with us about how he traded a red paper clip all the way up to a house. A red paper clip all the way up mm. to a house, like traded yeah. for money or something. No, 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 no. So it was his whole journey about how he traded from a red paper clip, let's say, to a pen, to a pen, to oh. uh, a notebook, to a notebook, to, let's say, a phone. Kind of like traded up. Ah, okay. Traded up. And and, and basically he, he declared his kind of like, it was a social experiment that he was doing. And so he was doing, utilizing Craigslist. He was sleeping at different people's houses. He was just like, hey, you know what? I have a, I have a phone. I want to trade for a laptop. I want to be able to trade this up to a house eventually. Mm. Anyone want to support me in this journey? So he, he came to UBC and gave that talk. Mm-hmm. Obviously yeah. a lot better and a lot more inspiring than the way that I'm sharing this. <laughs> but that talk, I think, really baked something in me and really yeah. sparked something in me. Because I'm like, oh, one day I wish I was... I'm, I'm able and, and be an opportunity to to be on that stage and to to inspire other people mm-hmm. when I when I can. And along with creating businesses, it's definitely a journey. It's definitely a process. And and I think like throughout this whole process, it, it's tough, right? And I want people to know that it's it's just a process. You just mm-hmm. have to go through it and and to be able to share with them that hey, you know what? All you have to do is to trust the process, and that's very very fulfilling for me. Huh, very cool. So what do you think is your secret to success then? Because I've heard you say opportunist. I've heard you say you did things non-traditionally. You went 
to do a psych major. <laughs> and I've heard you say um, you were inspired by a paperclip becoming a house. <laughs> so mm. what do you think is your secret to success? How did you get there? Mm, I I know for a fact it's because of my attitude. Right? It's mm. my can-do can attitude. It's the no-fear attitude that, you know what, let's just try it out. Let's just try it out. Another meaning lesson there is how do you gain the confidence to to go out there and venture, right? Is mm-hmm. is when you make there's no right or wrong decisions, but when you make a decision and when you own it mm-hmm. and when you carry through with it, that's the right decision. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, that's like a, a little confidence coin in mm-hmm. your jar. Mm-hmm. And the more that you do that, the the more filled your confidence jar is. So that's how the confidence builds. And it served me well. Mm-hmm. I felt like that I I followed that path and and it brought me a lot of different opportunities. I started a bunch of things, very different industries from tutoring to event planning to food and beverage to franchising to event, what did I say event planning? Oh, for, to education mm-hmm. um, and, and everything in between, right? So it was great. Now that I know more, mm. I, I, I realized that there is a smarter way, right? Instead of just going to back and being like a crazy guy that's just out there, hey, you know what? Any opportunity jumping into it, maybe it's smarter, Mm-hmm. to choose one area that has much more growth potential. Mm. Um, and especially, I think um, I think that the times of change, especially with technology, allowing people to have much more reach, much more impact, much more value that they can provide. I actually couldn't help but think when you were talking, I'm like, wow, but look at all the value he could bring as a mentor or a teacher. Last month, I had a chance to speak with Leslie Stowe, and she was a caterer in Vancouver, well-known caterer, and now she's got this product a lot of younger people might know called Raincoast Crisps. And one thing that she ended with was like, follow their dreams but also find a good mentor. (laughs) You have so much to offer. I mean, you really do. You've, you've accumulated so much experience in such a short amount of time. So, you know, you're just at the beginning, like you said, I'm just curious for some business advice for people. If you had $50,000 to spend, who do you hire first? Which are the best people to spend that $50,000 on? Before you even spend the money, really identify I think like when it comes down to business, let's let's backtrack and, and let's okay. backpedal a little bit, right? So before yeah. you, you, you're you spending the money, we need to identify what the problem is, right? Because at the end of the day, when it comes down to a business is truly just a solution to a problem. If you think about it, like why does McDonald's exist? Why is it convenient? Well, it's because people just need to grab something. If you think of any aspect of any business is truly just a solution. And I think like everyone needs to understand that aspect first. Struggle to be able to find their passion, truly being able to find their passion. And a big advice that I give to people is like, hey, you don't know what your passion is. It's okay. You know what? Just go out there, do everything because now you'll find out what you enjoy doing. But more importantly, you find out what you don't enjoy doing. So back on that tangent on like, hey, you know what? Being able to find out what you truly enjoy doing on your spare time. After you find your passion, that's when you you that's when you truly have identified an industry where you can fall in and that's when you apply a problem within that industry so what's going to happen is you're going to talk to 10 of your friends who let's say are uh, who loves boxing or 10 of the people out there boxing and ask them what is the number one problem that they have problem what is the biggest thing that they wish they had for example let's say if you ask people that are boxing they're like you know what Every time I box, my underwear, it rides up all the time and I'm always having a, it doesn't feel good, right? And you ask 10 different people and they tell you the exact same thing. Okay, interesting. Yeah. 
then that's an opportunity where you can solve a problem. And okay. with the $50, I would, uh, I, would, I would distribute, I would say 10%, maybe like 20% of it. Now I'm going to go out there and hire consultants okay. that are in undergarment in the field of specializing in how do you create and solve that problem. And once okay. you're able to then allocate parts of that budget to go R&D, to hire people to create these undergarments for you. And now you have another, your prototype, bring that prototype to all the different people that had those problems, tell them to try it out. If they enjoy it, they're going to rave about it. If they don't enjoy it, then go back to the drawing board. And then if they're raving about it, now you have a product, now you have a solution to someone's problem. And now you can really be able to build a business from there and onwards. That's interesting. That's not the answer I expected <laughs> at all. But it, it's it's a it's a very well considered decision though to make to take a step back almost to do mm-hmm. the research on what might be coming up and know how to spend your money accordingly, as opposed to oh my gosh, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with that. So I'm just going to hire people to deal with it. Like, you know, as opposed to a reactive kind of uh, response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I, I didn't know what, I don't know that what $50,000, like I could easily tell you to just put it on crypto, right? Like that would be right. for your audience. And this is the value that I bring is, is business development, truly that. So that's the reason why I'm sharing that with you. What have you found is the biggest sort of time suck or time-saving hack? Because we talked a bit about time and money. How do you get yourself more time? What's a good time hack? Quite frankly, it's something that I myself struggle with as well. I think being able to, it's, it's a little bit counterintuitive. So I think that's something that has really helped me throughout the last two, three years is, is meditation. At that time, it was it didn't feel like much, but it put me on the deep end of, of this whole meditation journey because basically you're 10 days of deprived of any sensories, no talk, no, no eye contact, uh, no exercise, no reading, no nothing. You're just meditating 10 days straight. And since then, I've been meditating regularly. Mm. And that has allowed me to be more clear on my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the reason why I personally feel like that I'm a person that is a little bit more, I, I need things a little bit more structured mm-hmm. in the way that I think, the way that mm-hmm. I structure, not necessarily mm-hmm. structure for the sake of structure, but more mm-hmm. so the way that I think needs to be sequential in my way. And that's the reason why every time you ask a question, I'm following my kind of framework of, hey, Got if it. you think about it like this, have the, have the preference of what it's like, and then to give more meat to the answer is I much more impactful than to give you an answer of like, hey, these are Pareto, the Pareto laws, use that kind of deal, right? right? I feel like, yeah, you can Google that up and, and it will give you a lot of value. But if with no context, it's very, very difficult, I feel. Right. It doesn't solving the, the symptom, but not the root cause of the problem. And then meditation allows you to become a lot more aware of your thoughts. And mm. when you're aware of your thoughts, then you can realize when you are working on a project or when you are really busy on a day, are you, what are you busy about? Mm. And are the tasks that are on your plate, are they going to be able to move you closer to what your goal is mm. of what you to achieve? And oftentimes when you are able to slow down and think like that and to actually like sit down and ask yourself that one question, I would say 80% of the stuff that are on your plate is irrelevant. You're being... Okay the sake of being busy, but the items that are on the plate does not move you any closer to what you're trying to achieve. Mm, okay. And that's the reason why having the meditation practice allows me to be able to be more clear when it comes to thinking instead of being reactive all the time 
I, I can change the, the the stance altogether and be proactive with that coupled with more thinking time, writing, and it's something more tactical, right? So something I share with you, the strategy, the preference of like, hey, this is the thinking process behind it. Now, something tactical for people to use, I would mm-hmm. say, hey, you know what? Account for, let's say, an hour of undivided attention. Get a piece of paper and pen or your notebook. Put your phone in a different room and write down one question that you have for yourself. Mm. What is the thing that you're trying to solve? What are you trying to achieve? And then from that question, you can logically write down the steps for you to achieve this. What do you need to do? And then now I can put that against what am I doing on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. Are there certain questions that you go back to all the time? Like, what am I trying to solve? For example, you've said that a couple of times. Totally. It's like, what are you trying to solve? Like, yeah. And then usually the, the, what are you trying to solve mm-hmm. comes from, extracts from what are you trying to achieve? Mm-hmm. Like if, yeah. I, if I'm going to be able to run a marathon, that's my goal. Then what am I trying to solve? Then I need to be able to train myself to be able to run five hours straight. Yep. How do I do that? Okay. Physically, I need this. Mentally, I need this. So on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Then now I start writing the list of stuff down on my list. That means playing soccer is not going to be my priority. That means training for Muay Thai is not going to be my priority. Mm. But if this is what I really want to be able to achieve, then I know the other things are noise. A lot of people, they're busy and it's because they don't take the time to spend even to find out what is the very, very first question is like, what are they trying to achieve? Mm -hmm. What is that? Is it really moving the needle or not? Let me just ask you what you do with your time when you're finished all your thinking (laughs) and you've finished solving your problems for the day, your free time. What do you like to do in Vancouver? Uh, I I love just going back home and taking my daughter out for bike rides. Like I, yeah, yeah. Lately I've been, I've been doing that. I've been taking shorter days at work. I'm like, Hey, the sun is beautiful. You know what? Let's just go home earlier. And, and then do that. Thank you, Wilson, for all your deep thoughts, and <laughs> great ideas. And uh, I love your approach to everything. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for your time. Likewise, thank you. Thanks for popping in to speak with me today. And for the listeners, I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. If you did enjoy the show, please share it with a friend and pop in again next week. Until then, follow me on Apple or Spotify, and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah.